bad manners. Very bad manners. Filling the ornate glass fruit bowl, she covered the plastic container and put it back in the fridge. Yet Mr. Donovan had booked a room for six consecutive weeks, she mused as she crossed to the stove and turned the pancakes. He was bound to turn up sooner or later. He was a writer. That much Alicia had told her after he'd called to make his reservation. Juliana had been hoping he was a little elderly man, someone friendly, someone who could entertain her with the stories of his life during the next six weeks of breakfasts. Please, she thought with a flash of desperation, let me like him. Don't make me have to endure a silent, surly, unpleasant, modern guest. But if his failure to call last night was any indication of his manners, she was in for a long six weeks. Juliana crossed back to the glass bowl, peeled several bananas, and quickly cut them into the already huge mound of fresh fruit. With a quick stir, she mixed the fruit, then went back to the stove for the pancakes. Juliana picked up the plate heaped with steaming, aromatic pancakes and the huge bowl of fruit and backed toward the dining room door. But instead of the giving swing of the door, she slammed into something hard and unyielding. No, someone, she realized, as a large hand attached to a strong arm encircled her waist to keep her from falling. Another hand snaked out and grabbed the plate of pancakes, leaving her to concentrate on the bowl of fruit, which, much to her relief, she didn't drop. Sweet heavens, she breathed, closing her eyes in relief. That bowl was an antique, a work of art, valued at over five hundred dollars. Alicia had been suggesting for months now that they stop using it as common dishware, and it would have been too awful for Juliana to have to explain that she'd dropped it. Juliana opened her eyes slowly, suddenly aware that whoever was holding her hadn't let go. In fact, he had put the plate of pancakes down on the sideboard and now wrapped his other arm around her. She tried to pull free but couldn't. She turned her head to find the roughness of a several days old growth of beard against her cheek. She took a deep breath, prepared to order him sharply to release her. But she was stopped by the most intoxicating mixture of male scents she'd ever come across. He smelled like the outdoors, like the pine trees on the top of Sleeping Giant Mountain, like sunblock, baby shampoo, and clean sweat. There was a touch of city about him, too. She could smell a trace of gasoline, or maybe it was oil, and an echo of stale cigarette smoke, as if he'd recently spent time with a heavy smoker. He didn't smoke himself. Juliana knew that without a doubt. His mouth was inches from hers and smelled only sweet, like apple cider. He must have stopped at Green's Orchards just a few moments ago, Juliana realized, feeling oddly off balance. Large fingers gently took the bowl from her hands, and she still couldn't find the words or the will to protest. She turned her head to look up at him, and time seemed to stand still. It was only a few seconds, but it seemed like hours, days, centuries that she stood there, gazing into the bluest eyes she'd ever seen. They were an unreal shade of pure, deep crystal blue, framed by sinfully long, dark lashes. Those eyes dominated his face.
and his wasn't a face easily dominated. High cheekbones gave him an exotic cast. Thick, wavy black hair tumbled over a broad forehead. He had a straight nose, a strong chin, and a mouth. His lips were sensuous and beautifully shaped. Fascinated, she watched as he slowly moistened his lips with his tongue. And still, he held her tightly. She'd turned so that she faced him, and she could feel his thighs pressing against her. Long thighs. Lean thighs. This man was tall. Juliana couldn't remember the last time she'd met a man that she couldn't stare down nose to nose. But judging from the crick in her neck, this man had to be at least six and a half feet tall. His grip on her tightened, and she looked up into his eyes again. The sharp...